Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. center of the galaxy this is the force center podcast feed and this particular episode is one of our deep dives our bakta tanks of talk come into the warm soothing goo with us as we discuss our journey with obi-wan kenobi i'm joseph scrimshaw i'm getting which is always the thought i i when luke's kicking around in there it's got to make a 
gooey gelatin sound, right? Right. Yeah, you could go in and remix the sound and just put in a lot of upsetting noises, right? Yeah. Yeah, because look, I, I, Book of Boba Fett's made it made it seem like at least, at least that version of the back to pot a little more watery. Yeah, I don't know Vader's Vader's castle, maybe, but that Luke one, I for me, it was you're swimming around in Jello mix. <laughs> oh, that's really funny to think that there are different consistencies. Like, did Luke come in <laughs> and two one B was like, "Ooh, we need extra thick bakta <laughs> for this one." Well, especially now that the High Republic's taking us back to kind of the the early days of bakta. <laughs> um, uh, you got to imagine there were some early ones that were just like mud baths. <laughs> yeah, we got. We need to get the color right. It should be clear, right? Because it's it's gross. This color, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, exciting stuff. Uh, welcome to Bakta Hour. Uh, we are actually going to discuss something other than Bakta, but who knows? It might come up some more. Uh, this week, we're going to discuss our journey with Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, personally, how what what the characters meant to us as we have uh, grown not old with him because he's been growing in different age directions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, first we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week we are continuing to recommend Mission to Disaster, the next High Republic adventure by Justina Ireland. We're going to be discussing it soon, so if you want to listen to it first, you can do that by downloading your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash center. This week we've also been updating you on the other offer that used to go right here, Ken. Insert ad copy here. The fine folks of Inside Edition still got some great books. You guys uh, should check them out. Uh, but as you know, we've been sharing that link with them, but they're changing up their affiliate program. So the link we've been sharing, which is at insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35, no longer works. We still absolutely love the company and recommend their books, like I said. So we'll we'll let you know as soon as the affiliate program is up and running again. So you can uh, get a book, get some uh, percentages off on that sale, and help the show in the process. Joseph. Yeah. So we will let you know, we will let you know, but for now, let's journey into the wide world of Kenobi, Ken. Uh, This is an exciting time. Everything's coming up, Kenobi. (laughs) To paraphrase a different pop culture uh, empire. (laughs) Uh, So Kenobi, of course, uh, Ken, absolutely pivotal to the Skywalker saga, but often in service of the tale of the Skywalkers. Uh, Kenobi also a hugely important character because he established the absolute truth of the Star Wars philosophy, no one's ever really gone, uh, when he died, not only in his first appearance, but the first Star Wars story ever. He was the original in Star Wars mentor figure. Then in the prequels, he was the young brash Padawan, the charming detective, the Clone Wars general. In the Clone Wars animated series, we saw his angry side as he fought Maul and Grievous and his romantic side as he revealed his love for Satine and flirted with Ventress, Sugi the Bounty Hunter, and many more people. Now, in the upcoming Kenobi show, we're going to get to see his long, dark time of the soul as he appears to fight to restore hope to himself a story that uh, is finally uh, truly and totally uh, about Kenobi, it would appear from the trailer. So it seemed like a really good time to talk about our personal journey with the character. So I want to start just kind of with the the big picture, Ken, of what Obi-Wan Kenobi means to us as a character and what makes him unique. For you, what is what is Kenobi's power as a character? Why do you like him? He, he provides this a sense of comfort and a sense of home. And that's going to mm. also probably pop up in my first early experiences with the character. We'll discuss that. But, 
you know, he, you, you mentioned it. He's so key to the Skywalker saga, but all, often to the, just the left of it, right? <laughs> just mm-hmm. kind of sitting on a rock next to it. Uh, but I, I was, I, I gravitated towards the character uh, then, and, and he is a mentor role. He is the wizard role. He is uh, any of those uh, classic characters you want to throw in there that came before or even the ones that came after, uh, down to even the beard, right? Uh, <laughs> but what made him un- unique to me was, again, going to the sense of comfort, but also just this... Um, Really, uh, I, I felt I, I I felt the passing of the generation to him. I felt the the true meaning of the mentor and the mentor that has to go in these stories, at least for the most part. That's kind of the trope, right? Um, and I just picked up on all that, and that's kind of driven driven my love of Kenobi going forward. He continues to grow and evolve. And we're going to talk about the prequel era, and he becomes you know the, he Benjamin buttons his way down to a different view <laughs> in our lives. Um, but just going, it's always been that, and I always go back to that. And even now, even with this trailer, even with the the hope, it's like I, I the way you even phrase that, uh, Joseph, as he fights to restore hope to himself, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to find that so he can give it to the rest of the galaxy. Please, right. please, please. It's it, it, that's where I think he's real pivotal. Yeah, and I think that's what's so exciting to me about this show is like, yeah, it, it is uh, about restoring hope to the galaxy ultimately uh, via via the next generation of Skywalkers and uh, mm-hmm. that entire fight that we know. But for Kenobi to to you know get to that place that he needs to be to be the mentor that it is about uh saving himself i think that's fascinating um yeah i think for me with obi-wan what i love about the character in what makes him unique is we do see him change and grow from brash young padawan even earlier in some of the great books and and more to Mm -hmm. come master and apprentice by claudia gray to the absolutely centered, uh, you know, mentor who knows, uh, you know, their role and this great uh, confidence. But even through all these changes, he's the same person, the way we all are. Mm-hmm. Like, we can grow and change, but we're still essentially who we are, you know? Yeah. Um, and for me, what I like about Kenobi is that just at the starting point, right, every appearance, he is extremely charming. He is extremely likable. He is, uh, for lack of a better description, the kind of person that you'd want to hang out with at a party, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you walk in through a room of full of Star Wars characters, who's safe to chat with? Obi-Wan. You know, you'll have a good conversation <laughs> with him. Uh, extremely charming, likable, you know, exciting, uh, but always fallible, right? Mm. I think that's one of the things that I really love about him is he is these mm. mix of qualities, right? Um qualities that that you could consider you know both positive and negative but just truths of of a being that exists he's wise he's patient he's curious he's skilled with a lightsaber all of these great things but he is also kind of grumpy mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of snarky uh, he can be erudite in, in a way that borders on arrogant uh he can be kind of judgy <laughs> yeah. uh he uh as uh his uh his a lost love satine can describe him he can uh deal in half truths and hyperbole and have that great discussion about his choices about you know how he uh centers the truth for luke uh and, and other people so there is so much about him to go like he's the best ever and then there's so much about him to go like but wait mm. yeah, we mm. could criticize him for this and it makes him real you know mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and through all those ups and downs of of great qualities and and qualities that could maybe be criticized um, through all that, he's still just to me the ultimate Jedi. He is great at action, but he is not in it for the action. Uh, when people are, are breaking all around him, he refuses 
to break. He is committed to the light side. And I think what's so fascinating about a ton of his journey is that at his best moments, he really uh, accepts that events are not about him, but that Mm. he is there to help others, which is a very Jedi perspective. Uh, I think a noble perspective. And then part of what's really interesting to me about his story in this show, possibly being about saving himself, where he finally has a moment where like so many times I've just needed to set myself aside and do what the Jedi need of me, do what the Mm. situation needs of me, do what Anakin needs of me. Um, But right now, in order for me to be of use to the galaxy, I need to get back in touch with myself. I need to center myself so I can be there for others is fascinating. I love that. Even looking at the Kenobi show, you and I talked about the themes uh, potentially being recovery, recentering and reclaiming all leading to that flicker of hope, right? Ah, that's, that's so good. So many things that you, you said in there um, uh, really pop out to me uh, about him being real, the failure, um, but how to overcome that. And then the steadfast nature, the things that are just so, so Kenobi that I, I think uh, we're always there, but picking up on it more. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? The, about Kenobi as a character? Like, do you feel like he is, uh, somebody that you admire many qualities and then on some of his qualities go, come on, Obi-Wan. Like, do you, do you feel like there are yeah. a mix of what you would as a, as a human, Ken Napsok the human consider <laughs> those are good <laughs> qualities you have, Obi-Wan. Those are qualities I would question. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what makes him even more powerful. Not that there isn't other, other, other examples in Star Wars, um, not to jump ahead, but the, the Satine stuff. But I remember I, I was kind of like Anakin in that episode of, wait a minute, what did you just say? <laughs> you sly fox, what are you doing over there? Like, you know, but it is so real. And and I think as we spend more time with this character, it, it that's why I gravitate to some of the moments with Kenobi that I didn't in the past. It, 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 we, it's funny because he started as, as this older character, the mentor, wise old mentor character. But I think the story and and me as a fan, maybe a lot of us as fans, we've, we are, we have grown up to become Kenobi in a lot of ways. And <laughs> that's what makes him even more powerful. Yeah. So for you with your, your journey on Kenobi, uh, has it changed since we've been doing this podcast and diving deeper into all things Star Wars? Has it changed your opinion about Kenobi? Yeah, yeah, it's made it deeper. Uh, the steadfast side, uh, holding to the rules uh, in a way, or holding to the mission, uh, that heart of the character. But you, the, the charmer, the guy at the party that you want to hang out with, I never would have really, especially original trilogy era, thought of Kenobi in that way. Though, as you and I will say, have said, said and will say again, Allegan has just put so much of that into the performance. It, it's, it's drawn out from there. And when you look about it, look at it, I think Kenobi is the guy I want to go to a bar with from A New Hope. No more, no, keep me safe. But do he knows the lay of the lamb and he's he's OK with the joke. So I think I just diving into that more and more and more. And, you you know, every villain is is kind of the hero of their own story. I love the idea that what you kind of put out there. If Kenobi realizes he's not necessarily the hero of this story and never really has been, but maybe needs to, when he needs to take those moments, but he's always in service to others that has popped up more when you study the character. Yeah. Okay. That makes a, a ton of sense. And do you, do you find that admirable? hundred mm, percent. Sorry. I was taking a sip of water, not, not doubting <laughs> your statement. Um, eh, I don't know about helping other people. No, no, it is. It doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't take some time for yourself or, get what you want at times, but, uh, you know, Star Wars has some thoughts on greeds and greeds and powers and, uh, those kind of things. Um, Kenobi does not go that way and will not let himself break. And I think that's what's most admirable. And that the, the, especially 
again, New Hope in that early sense uh, when you're watching the character, if he is very aware that his part in the story is changing and he mm-hmm. accepts that. And I think that's part of uh, the, the big part of the lesson I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have said this a lot just about real world things about uh, finding your place in change, right? Of accepting change and going, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Instead of resisting it, how can I find my place in it? And I feel right. like that's uh, what Kenobi's doing. Yeah. He's not, he's not holding on to it. And there's, um, because everyone else, remember, every, you know, Bale's sending Leia for him to join the fight. And I kind of like that, you know, we, we discussed it. Does he, does he leave that leave Tatooine knowing he's going to die or having a sense he's going to die? Possibly on either of those answers, but I still think everyone else is kind of like, it's almost like Luke and Les Jedi. Let's get, hand him the lightsaber. Let's get him into the fight. And he's like, nope, there's, there's, there's another way. And I, I'm totally here for that other way. I'm going to, I'm going to accept and let go and, and follow that path. Yeah. Yeah. Great wisdom from Kenobi in his very first appearance. We're going to get into that. Uh, just for me quickly to say, you know, our, our discussions on Four Center and hearing from other fans and seeing even on social media uh, what uh, different parts of Kenobi, what, you know, uh, chapters of his story uh, really mean a lot to people. All of that has really just kind of helped deepen my love of Kenobi. I always gravitated to him. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about that a lot. Uh, but doing the podcast has let me really examine what I love about him and, and put words to it. Um, also, I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I will not mention this uh, every single time we talk about Kenobi because it's going to be a lot. Uh, but I got this uh, great uh, opportunity, this great experience. Uh, the voice actor who, of course, plays Kenobi on The Clone Wars, uh, James Arnold Taylor. Uh, we had we did an episode of the podcast with him, which we recorded mm-hmm. for YouTube, too, which was a great uh, great, great fun. And he mentioned on there that he would love to do a one act play of Obi-Wan Kenobi sometime. And then after the recording, like, I would love to help you with that. So he's like, OK, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, not surprisingly, uh, you don't see a bunch of Lucasfilm approved one act plays <laughs> <laughs> and the Kenobi television show is coming out. So uh, there's nothing to be done with that right now. But I had this really, really great experience of for myself uh, writing well, what if, if Kenobi had a one-person show mm. uh, <laughs> that was him going through his life in order with mm. all the beats? That was just such a great experience and and brought me closer to the character. And it's not even like the the uh, thoughts or perspectives that I have are like uh, that. Uh, I need them to be true. It's it was right. it was my take, right? Um, and mm. different things that other writers write will disagree with them, and that's fine. Uh, but for me, as as an experience. It was just really, really fun to just really try to think through, like, what did he feel about this beat that led into that choice, that led into that moment? Why did he do that? Why would it make sense to him? That just deepened my love uh, for this character. Uh, Like I said, even if future storytelling doesn't agree with every little beat that I came up with in that, Mm. it was a really, really great experience. It made me understand uh, why people love writing fan fiction. And I'm really grateful for that experience, even if uh, no one ever reads or sees any of it. <laughs> no, I love that. It, it, yeah. And I haven't seen it. Since it maybe we'll, we'll release it to privately for center. Just you and me can, can do it. Um, no, no, I, I, I love, uh, yeah, love. Uh, I think your love of Kenobi has led us to deeper discussions on the character that I wouldn't have had by myself, even though, again, a character I've loved from the beginning. And wrestling with those mistakes, wrestling with those decisions and just being in a position where he has to make these tough decisions that it's hard to, you know, imagine if you put yourself in there in real life, not that you and I are going to ever going to be on a lava planet fighting with laser swords, but, um, uh, 
yeah, you just, uh, it, it, it's so much more than just that guy sitting on a log telling Luke the, the kind of truth. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that was just about it, is getting to like how difficult some of the choices that he faced were and, you know, what kind of things would he feel like? Yeah, no, no, that, that I screwed up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where would that be? All that kind of thing. So it was great, great fun. Let's get into uh, our journey. We're going to start uh, chronologically. You and I uh, were, of course, alive and young during the general time of the original trilogy. So we met Obi-Wan as an old mentor. So, Ken, as a kid and a young man, what did you think of the Obi-Wan we met in A New Hope? What was your relationship to old Obi-Wan? Yeah, I'll start again with what I said earlier about a sense of comfort and a sense of home. But as, as I've always said, is this, is it interesting to watch? I, I kind of, all three movies just kind of came into my life at once, but Return of the Jedi was the first I remember seeing, but I'd seen New Hope before. And then Empire second. And then I, I thought Ghost Obi-Wan and Empire might have been in Buck Rogers. I couldn't remember. Or Battlestar Galactica. Was that Lauren Green? I can't remember. So it all kind of just showed up, right? So I don't have a specific relationship to every beat. That's why I talk about that sense of comfort. And a sense of having someone you can go to uh, that is there. Luke, he appears to Luke, you know, when he, when he needs help, right? Yeah. Uh, that That's what it keeps it. So without a doubt, that's kind of by design. And it's just a mentor role, guess, I guess. But like, as a, as a kid, you're like, man, this guy I'm rooting for, Luke, is he's, he's in pain. He's struggling. He's troubling. His questions. Uh, there's Obi-Wan to help him through that. So that, and then a little bit later, as, as you start to, Get, you know, past seven and eight. And now you're like 10, 11 and watching this. I, I really think there's this uh, valuable lesson in Kenobi of, of his death being a, an early lesson for all of us that you, you must go on and you must find the strength to go on. And sometimes now the story is on you. And I'm not, you know, at 10, I wasn't saying these, you know, four center like theme uh, sentences yeah. here, but like it just, it, it was a lesson. It was a lesson for Luke. It was less lesson for the galaxy. It was lesson for all of us. And that, that is a reality. Uh, the death is a reality, um, change is a reality. And I, I think that absolutely is something that I, I connect with early on in Kenobi. Right. It just, it was just a truth. It was just in your yeah. head, whether or not you were writing essays about it. Yeah. 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 Certainly wasn't, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, you know, I've said before, Star Wars is of course a, a blur and then Empire Strikes Back uh, comes out. And then I, I was old enough to kind of wonder what's going to happen in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So I had a, a slower introduction to old Obi-Wan uh, than you did, but he was so a package of Star Wars. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I had the action figures and, and, you know, I didn't relate to him. I related to Luke and my brother was more like Han and, you know, uh, some, every once in a while, different place we'd live, a neighbor girl would be really into Leia and everybody would relate to the young characters, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, I didn't relate to him. I didn't connect to him, but he was this stand-in for wise old people, right? Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of that idea of what sort of, what I heard grandparents were supposed to be, which, you know, I, I one, one side of grandparents I didn't have a huge relationship with and the other side where uh, uh, they were characters. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Uh, so to see on screen this uh, picture of what the wise, gentle, old mentor mm. should be was, r I think, really powerful. And in that same way, I'm not writing essays about it, but it got under my mm. skin. Um, and as a, as a young man, you know, starting to grow up, uh, uh, I didn't really relate to Obi-Wan because I, I didn't see myself in him yet. Uh but I kept getting, at a pretty young age, really intrigued by his energy about the past, right? Mm -hmm. Like when he says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's a name I've not heard in a long time, long time. Um, 
I started wanting at a pretty young age to think like I, I wanted anyway to be cool, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting and to have people want to talk to me. And I think I really hooked into this idea of like, it's cool to have lots of memories and uh, be mysterious and have interesting baggage. And that was one of the first ways I connected with Obi-Wan is like, I can't wait until somebody asks me what happened in the past. And I'm like, well, let me tell you, it was a long <laughs> time ago. And yeah, yeah, I used to know that person. And I thought that part of Obi-Wan was cool. The mysterious, mysterious guys who's seen some stuff. <laughs> seen some bleep, man. <laughs> He's seen some bleep. That got to me early on uh, with old Obi-Wan. Did that ever affect you? Did you ever, mm. did you ever think it'd be cool to have baggage? <laughs> Uh, perhaps too cool. Uh, I I remember my early twenties, uh, late twenties actually. I was uh, uh, reminiscing about my failures of my past, which were like five years prior. And, and the person <laughs> I was with at the time was like, "I, I just think you're kind of lost in these old stories." Uh, I, I wanted to say like Kenobi, right? I'm just like Kenobi. <laughs> um, so yeah, a little bit of there. And, in terms of story, you know, just I love revisiting New Hope. But it, you and I talk about the the moments that Alec Guinness gives us that it can now be entire shows. <laughs> Or, or yep. in the pauses of Kenobi. Yeah, and what's in there? There's so much mm-hmm. mystery. Uh, mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about the the spirit of Obi-Wan uh, uh, whispering to Luke. Did Was that a part of the comfort? Did you want Obi-Wan to be whispering to you? Yeah, well, on, on a surface uh, kid-like level, yeah, that was a really cool trick. And, uh, you know, I wanted <laughs> force powers. I wanted, uh, I told, I told, I've said it before. It. it, it I don't mean to say this it's an awkward thing but like i kind of was like if i ever lose my hand i'm gonna be okay i really want a, a luke robot hand like I, I this is like seven or eight and i was just obsessed with that idea i don't know why <laughs> not same as a healthy thought uh i don't mean any disrespect but it just that, that was so i was i was into those kind of things so having a, a force whisper force whispering obi-wan would have been a, something i wanted but also beyond that it i don't know if the if you felt this way, even in some of the ways you're discussing Kenobi affecting your life early on, I always had, I always sought out mentors mm. and always had not like walking into a room going, anyone want to mentor me? But like I had uh, a good relationship with a couple of teachers who took me, you know, mm. under the wing, an art teacher, an English teacher with my writing. Um, uh, growing up when I was in junior high, I had a, kind of an older friend, meaning just like you come come to the house with my, my parents and I or anything. But I just I would like to sit in the corner and talk to him about life and and I'd listen. And it's, I, I I wonder even looking back in this conversation, I'm like how much did that come from just wanting Kenobi around me? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I definitely um, you know my parents had uh, my brother and I pretty pretty young, so they were younger parents and. Uh, that really wanting that kind of uh, soothing voice. And I remember a couple of, of teachers in particular, you know, who would see that I was having a hard time and would kind of pull me aside and, and be encouraging, you know? Yeah. Like the kind of like, I see you, this is hard right now, but you're going to be doing much better later in your life. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized that that is, I mean, it's the classic mentor role, but that, that's the part of Star Wars. The power yeah. of Star Wars is introducing ideas that are everywhere in bringing them to us in this powerful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, I, I I had kind of an old soul type of description around me, but I don't even know if that's accurate. I just think I wanted to, I wanted to feel that comfort. I wanted to get that advice. I want to, I, I feel so lost sometimes. I need that. <laughs> I yeah. I needed Kenobi. Yeah. It is a very, it's a very specific feeling, especially when mm-hmm. you're younger to have somebody older and wiser going, you're, you're on the right path. Follow your instincts. 
um, maybe hear some practical guidance, you know, because yeah. I think that's what's so powerful about the voice of Obi-Wan to Luke. He, he's showing up when Luke is truly needed. And it's often just like, you got this, follow your instincts. I believe in you, you can do it. Uh, but then as it goes on, it's um, like, it seems like you're having some rough time. Maybe go to Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go see Yoda. And now that, now that you're really doing, doing well on your path to being a Jedi uh, in Return of the Jedi, Luke, here's some, here's some uh, real Jedi to Jedi talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think that for me, a part of the fantasy was absolutely that it, it was this supportive figure a validating figure, a figure who did give, as much as we joke about it, did give Luke some good practical guidance that he needed. Um, but also, particularly when I was young, it's like, I wouldn't want an old, wise ghost to tell me, yes, I have to drop out of high school and run away for the good of the galaxy. I was like, right. please, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <Yep>. Please <laughs> validate me uh, running away from stuff I'm not enjoying and get out there. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also just wanted to circle back very quickly of, um, mm. uh, I, I think it is really powerful if, uh, that is one of the first times you've been exposed to just the idea of people, people passing on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, yeah, I, I've told this story before, uh, I'll keep it short of, uh, of, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi really helping me process death. I didn't quite get what it was and i had my obi-wan kenobi action figure and i asked mm. my my mom what happens to characters or not characters mm. what happens to people when they die and she's like uh they go they go to heaven is <laughs> <laughs> not a thorough conversation it was like well where is that and she's like it, it's uh, it's above us don't worry about it uh so then i acted it out that obi-wan kenobi was just like trapped up in the clouds and all luke had to do is like throw his grappling hook up there and Obi-Wan could climb down. So I learned the wrong lessons about death and letting go, but I processed it through Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kenobi. Thank you, Kenobi. So I want to get into uh, the debate, uh, and this is probably really as you and I are becoming uh, uh, in our in our mm -hmm. teens and 20s and onward before <laughs> yes. the prequels, uh, the great debate of shifty Kenobi. You know, how did you feel? Uh, uh, I'm talking about these times now. Where we've all watched it, it's Star Wars a million times. And uh, we've we've moved from talking about Star Wars on the playground and acting it out to mm. joking about it and debating about it at bars. How did you feel about Obi-Wan's certain point of view truths when you were a, a teen and a young man? Did you think he was like, yeah, wait, wait, that that kind, wise old mentor just bleep and lied to Luke. Shifty bastard. Like, what did you yeah. think? Yeah, no, you're, you're right to, to break it up there. Because when I was younger, I thought, Oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, oh, it's, oh, he, oh, that's the complete story. Oh, I got Luke. You just had to wait for more info. I think I <laughs> took it more as intended. With a Golder, it was a, it was a leaping off point to uh, have some fun Star Wars debates uh, 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 as to Kenobi, whether he's a jerk or not, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and that inspired a lot of that. And, and I think, um, I, I think I, I, I really love diving into a little bit more and I, I, have sympathy, you know, for Kenobi trying to deal with some of his own past and how much information do you, do you give out at the time? And so I don't hold him to the flames for it anymore. Um, but there was a time that, that teen young man age, it was like, man, that was kind of some cold bleep, man. <laughs> you couldn't have just told him there, you know? And then, you know, then it also, it, but also leads you down the path of, uh, by this point, you're maybe looking at uh, from, you know, watching from Star Wars to Jedi, the making of, or you're reading some of the books and you're realizing, you know, the story might've changed a bit, or, you know, you're like me, you're reading the return of the Jedi novel going, well, how, he's Owen's brother, man. How come he didn't tell him that too? Uh, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So I think it, during that era, I, I felt, um, I felt a little, uh, I felt a little 
on, I, if I was Luke, I felt cheated. I felt wronged. Yeah. Yeah. I think I felt really conflicted. It just became first kind of like a joke. I thought it was funny. I, I'm yeah. sure I've made many jokes at expense of that about that, that lion shifty old man. I'm sure mm-hmm. I made all those jokes. Uh, but then when the conversation would turn into people being like, yeah, he's just, he was wrong. He was a jerk. I would get defensive and yeah, I wouldn't yeah. understand why. And I didn't really have an outlet of people to talk to of like, uh, why did I go from joking to getting extremely angry and defensive and have to hide it? <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and I think for me, you know, as we've, as we've grown now with this character uh, and in particular, this part of it, you know, I've just, I, I've understood that he yeah, is, that was a difficult choice. Uh, mm-hmm. and he decided to share his truth <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. Anakin's gone and wrestling with, would it have been fair to dump that burden on Luke or would it be better to slowly guide him toward that truth? Um, mm-hmm. in the headcanon idea that I really, really like is, um, it might not have worked perfectly the way Obi-Wan wanted to, but he wanted to give Luke a father figure to aspire to, not just someone to hate. Right. You know, and by and that's Luke's journey, right? He says later, yeah. I want to become a Jedi like my father. Even once he knows the whole truth, he is proud to announce to Palpatine that he is a Jedi like his father before him. And mm-hmm. and I think that it is important that, that Obi-Wan gave him someone to believe in and to aspire to. I think with, without that, if, if he dumps all the information at, at once in that hut, here's your lightsaber from your father. By the way, the father is this evil monster. Uh, but, but, you know, then then maybe Luke is less likely to think there's good in him, right? That's just basic, mm-hmm. simple stuff. I just think that's what, kind of what you're saying there, and I'm on board. Of, uh, um, and again, how much of us, it, it's a tough call. How much did Obi-Wan? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll have a conversation in Kenobi series. At the time of this recording, we don't know. Maybe there'll be a moment where he uh, sits with Owen and is like, I think I need to tell him. And Owen's like, the hell you will. You ain't telling him nothing. Um, I want to see posters in that cave, like these Mm -hmm. decision-making charts. And like one is lie to him. The other one is half truth. The other one is certain point of view. The other one is full unvarnished (laughs) objective truth. And he's just like, which one, which one? So I think you're right. This, this father figure, he can, uh, find worth saving it. it, It's, it's almost if, if, um, he takes those Padme words still good in them. And it's like, that's gotta be what I got to live with. I, I might not have found that. I might have got some. I can't have Luke feel that. Now, again, people are going to say, well, Kenobi keeps saying you got to go, you know, kind of face your father, destroy your father, whatever uh, the exact words might be. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it is uh, complicated. You're, you're, I'm talking mostly about his new hope decision and how he has to come around to it and return the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know fans have lots of different strong opinions about that. And it's always, I respect the different opinions and I've seen people yeah. like, yeah, no, he's, he manipulates Luke because he needs Luke to kill his father. So he can't tell me he's his father. And like, um, I, I hear that take. I, I just, I don't, I just don't think Obi-Wan Kenobi is that mercenary. I think he wanted, mm-hmm. I think he maybe felt like that was a difficult truth that might come to pass that Luke would have to face, uh, Vader and that they're, it would either be kill or be killed. And I think that's something that he wants to prepare Luke for eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think also in that moment in that hut is Luke is just starting the journey. One of my favorite moments in that whole hut scene is when Luke's like the force. He's in Elkinus has that great, like, right. He knows nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. So I'm giving him absolute star Wars, Jedi force one Oh one, the most basic of basics and I'm gently yeah. guiding him into this world. And it's a part of that. 
I do, I want to lead with his father was a great man, you know, and I think that's so true to Kenobi. Even if he doesn't, even if he believes Anakin is truly gone, it's so true that he believes he was a great man. And so I think sincere that he wants to impart that to Luke. Really does. Yeah, really does. Yeah. Uh, So kind of slid into talking a little bit about this already. I clearly can now relate a little bit with old mentor Kenobi as you're getting older you know, we shift from relating to the young characters uh, in Obi-Wan is this kind of, as we're describing, this older character that we see in mentors in our real life. Are you now at the point where you're seeing yourself as in Kenobi as in the original trilogy? I try to. Yeah, I try to. I don't want to, you don't want to cut yourself out of the story too soon. <laughs> you still got <laughs> things to accomplish. That's something yeah. I, uh, I battle with a little bit here, but uh, I've just, again, knowing your true place and having a true sense of where you are. And, and I, I, I'm at an age, you're at an age where there's there's people uh, coming up behind uh, and I want them to have a better, I don't have children, I, I no, no plans to have children, but, you know, I, I want them to succeed in the podcasting world even more than I've had, been fortunate enough to or, or get better in the skills. And I don't seek it out, but when opportunities arise, I, I definitely find myself comfortable in that role. Again, I was an old soul early, early on, uh, whatever that truly means. I don't, I don't know, but uh, I was a coach early on, uh, you know, all those kind of things. I've been a, in a boss position but and a leader position, two different things in my mind. Uh, and, and I like it. If people are receptive, if, 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 if people are not, not receptive, I get a little Kenobi grumpiness. <laughs> so yeah, I relate to them. And I go back and look at uh, new hope, particularly new hope Kenobi with, with that light now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, I, I, I am starting to see myself, uh, you know, in, in Kenobi, uh, from the original trilogy because yeah, even starting, uh, you know, relatively young in my life, like in the theater and comedy community in Minneapolis, when, you know, people were starting out and, you know, wanted advice in the kind of the first time people were asking me for advice, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) If there's something that I've experienced and learned, maybe it will be useful to you. Maybe it won't. But if you ask, boy, would I, that's a nice feeling to go, here's what happened to me. Here's where I think I made a mistake. Here's, here's what I thought the choice was. Here's where the true choice was. And, you know, trying to ask people, what do you think you really want? And if so, you know, which thing you're going to do to get it? Um, that that was the first part was like, oh, oh, this is that whole mentor thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, as I've gotten older, the moment of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy that I relate to the absolute most is that conversation uh, between Luke and, and Han where Han is, uh, you know, uh, uh, teasing Luke and mm-hmm. Luke blows up, right? Of like, we don't have to mm-hmm. sit here in this. I'm not such a bad fight. And, Kenobi just gently puts the hand on the shoulder <laughs> and it's that total feeling of, I 100% understand why you are getting angry. None of the things you are feeling or saying are incorrect, but you are not going to accomplish anything about it by getting angry in this moment. It's just not the thing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Just a deep breath and, and we'll figure it out. Like that's such a thing of age, right? Oh, so is so, so much, especially in, the, in this day and age with everyone's opinions out there and infuriating you. Yeah. But also just, uh, you, you know, Kenobi was there before we get to see that essentially in some spots, but, uh, 
especially if you, if you, if you take that, go back to Phantom Menace and that final fight and Kenobi bouncing around, you know, Kenobi, that, that hand touches everything. <laughs> yes. The, the shoulder of wisdom there. Uh, and I think you're saying great things about, uh, you know, uh, the role of mentor is often mm. being there if people ask. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's so fascinating about a new hope. Like I'm going about my business and, uh, uh, looks like Luke is coming to me. Oh, the droid. Oh, Leia. Okay. This is the time the force is asking me for my opinion. Yeah, this is the time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Unless you have any other thoughts on those particular topics, we're going to take a quick break and continue our journey uh, as we travel back in time to young Kenobi in the prequels. Any let's other thoughts, Ken? No, let's do it. Let's take that break. Let's go to the bar, get a drink like Kenobi, and come back to finish the conversation. Excellent. We'll be back with drinks and thoughts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
And we are back to continue our discussion of our personal journey with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm sure everyone listening come to Star Wars at a different time, different age, different perspective. You all have your own journey uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we are uh, having fun sharing ours. Let's jump back in time, Ken, to the prequels. You and I had lived for uh, a decent amount of time with Kenobi. He's the old mentor. He is the ghost who sits on a log and shares hard truths. Uh, And now he is uh, young. He is brash. He is quipping. He is judging. He is fighting fast. Uh, when Phantom Menace came out, what did you think of this Kenobi? Did you like him, relate to him, buy action figures? What was your <laughs> Kenobi journey in the Phantom Menace era? Yeah, all of the above, but I just remember being blown away by, by you and kind of really capturing the voice. I remember watching that trailer on VHS a few times and just going, wow, he sounds like him. Just close your eyes. Tell my roommates, close your eyes. He sounds like him. <laughs> do that. Just do uh, that. That is so great. <laughs> is it? Do you think there was a power that you recognized him? Like that, that? That's some of the Star Wars that I know. I know that voice. Yeah, it might have been wrapped up in the "Hey, they've done it right" type of kind of mindset of, mm. of uh, which is still powerful now. It can can dominate many pundit conversations. Of they did it right. They did it right, and it's a good thing to to strive for. Um, but then I think of Solo, where there was too many conversations of they didn't do it right. And I think that just you miss so much of what was there with Alden mm-hmm. Ehrenreich's performance. So, you know, a little bit of uh, that was going into that, dis- that that statement for me. But yeah, I, I, I just um, I loved everything about it, man. I, I But I didn't initially connect. And there was a little, I don't know if you experienced it, probably not you specifically, but like some of those viewing screenings, you've talked about it before, but when he gets called a Padawan and you, there's a lot of laughter jokes as if like, Oh, it's young Obi-Wan. Like it, like it was too, people were too, already too cynical about seeing an <laughs> origin story. It was some of the things I experienced in some of my conversations with friends, but I was always kind of there for it. Yeah, no, I didn't experience that. I, I really experienced the, even the people who were most critical often brought up his voice. Like, yeah, I remember one person, uh, I guess I was, I was working at Kinkos at the time, we were kind of uh, very early version of the list of things that are wrong with Phantom Menace. And then, you know, ending with, but Ewan McGregor nails the voice. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And he's great. Uh, I think I was always around the whatever other criticisms people had, they were there for Ewan McGregor's performances as young Kenobi. So I think I was lucky in that way. I didn't uh, experience that early cynicism of like, uh, yeah. so much repetition. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Yeah, I, I think that faded away for, for me and my friend group by Attack of Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and, and definitely experienced the things you did of, of the love of you. But I just remember that. I just remember... Might have been my my first viewing of, of of he's called a Padawan, he's got the braid, and there was some snickering, mm. which was interesting. Interesting yeah. to look back and think. Yeah, the snicker at the Padawan braid. I understand uh, snickering at the the term Padawan. It was new. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, but I, like I said, I was lucky to not experience that. Um, his his time his performance in the phantom menace and the the character right because he's got big splashy moments uh but he's not the focus right Uh, in particular in the middle of the movie and then he comes out swinging literally (laughs) yeah uh in the end um but what was communicated with this character is that he was really beginning his journey as an adult right that mm-hmm. he was uh i'm old to be a padawan i'm ready for the trials i am eager i'm still looking toward my mentor and getting advice and you know i'm clearly not fully baked yeah <laughs> you know i'm a little judgy i'm a little anxious uh eager to prove myself but i am an adult i am capable as qui-gon says about him right of like 
you know, he has much to, to yeah. learn of this, this and this, but he is capable. Right. Um, I just, I wanted to feel that. And I was lucky to be having some moments in life where I was feeling that, uh, mm. in, in my own life and in my own career of like really feeling like, all right, I am ready to get out there and just charge into the world and I'm going to make some mistakes, but I'm also mm. going to be pretty amazing. You know, it's, it's interesting to look at it now. Uh, and I might've connected with that more than I thought of. It's different than, than Luke staring out of the twin sons, right? That we all connect right. to that, but you're right. Like, Obi Obi Wan's in college. <laughs> he wants he's to about to graduate, right? And he's trying to decide what his first job's going to be. You know? Yeah, it's like I've already accepted this path. I I, I know what I just want to do, but I'm, I'm so close. And yeah, that at that time in my life, in my early twenties, that's that's kind of what you feel. You you have what you think are all the skills. You don't maybe have all the means, but you just want to get there. You want to get there, and that spirit is so present in there. I think I wish I, I wish I was a little bit more clued in then as to what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I could have put this in words or realized that was what was happening. I just loved him and told everyone that I loved him and, uh, you know, developed a comedy sketch just so my friend and I could try to recreate the choreography of <laughs> the mm. Maul Kenobi fight. Uh, you know, bought many action figures. I bought a Padawan braid. Uh, for comedy sketches Whoa. uh oh, nice i bought his lightsaber which was rare and hard to find i didn't find it until the year 2000 so i i was just i just was like i don't think i could even i think i probably would have said like yeah the way i really like luke i really like obi-wan kenobi i don't think i realized it was because i was so seeing yeah. uh my journey you know uh, working at kinko's and doing sketch comedy <laughs> you know, I think I would have laughed and said like, yeah, no, he's a cool space wizard. It's not the same, but that's the truth of these stories. And that's why they get to us. It was the same and I didn't realize it, but I was entirely drawn to him because of it. Which, which is another, I don't know, looking at George and what he was trying to do there and things we weren't maybe connecting with or picking up on. And I, I've been of the, of the mindset. There's been versions of the story of Phantom Menace, allegedly, you know, that were early drafts that were Kenobi with no Qui-Gon necessarily, but, but, but Kenobi. I, I think you look back and I think George was did a right thing of Kenobi's got a mentor. Kenobi's got another name that, yes, we hadn't heard of, which was also a lot of the conversations. Well, what's this name? Uh, but, man, it does kind of work. You have Anakin's journey. We know where it's going. We, we're familiar with Luke's. We're familiar with that kind of trope. And here's something new uh, for us to kind of connect with. And it was for our generation, and we didn't pick up on it, at least, <laughs> you know, vibrantly as uh, the other ones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you have Obi-Wan merch? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't have the saber. Didn't, didn't get a Padawan braid, but I kind of want one now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. I just I had all the Phantom Menace figures still do still do. Um, and, and I, and I still love collecting Obi-Wan uh, memorabilia, not as much as uh, you uh, getting all your different weird, wild Obi-Wans, <laughs> but it's still fun. There's a lot of weird, wild Obi-Wans. Uh, and even more came out as we move into discussing Attack the Clones. Um, so obviously, Phantom Menace, we get introduced this brash, young version of the the old mentor figure. Um, but then Attack the Clones, if you are if you like Kenobi, that's a special film. Uh, Kenobi arguably gets his largest kind of solo story on the big screen to date at that point. He is on a detective mission to uncover the truth of the attempted assassination on Padme. Uh, really a lot of focus on him. How did the uh, Attack the Clones version of Kenobi impact your relationship with him? I, I've always appreciated the the journey that he was on. We, we talked early Force Center Star Wars rank. You and I celebrated the Detective Kenobi. Uh, it was a fun adventure uh, for the Django stuff. I mean, he was kind of the... 
I connected with that more. If Attack of the Clones had some, you know, things that challenged me more than maybe the other prequel films, but his, his, that's where I was really feeling the, uh, but not him. And, (laughs) and even at the end, uh, you know, the, the Petronaki arena sequence and everything, he just, it was, uh, it was, he was Kenobi as action hero. Kenobi is, uh, uh, the, the guy in the center of it all, not on the sides of the story, not trying to be in the story. He is, he is the story at times. I, I really did connect with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it, it was just, um, it was Kenobi in star Wars heaven. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Gu- it already kind of knew what, what the deal was with Phantom Menace, right? Of we've talked about it so much of like, I had many of the same criticisms that, that people of, uh, of our generation did, but I was still mm-hmm. drawn to it. Still wanted to do all these comedy sketches and get the action figures and read books. And I was still like, just thrilled that it was star Wars time. And here's come and attack the clones. And there's, you know, some discussion of like, Oh, it's going to be better. And then, you know, uh, from the perspective of, of our generation who are snarky about Phantom Menace, uh, largely, um, and then Attack the Clones comes out and, you know, it, it was a little bit of a similar experience, but with kind of different targets of the romance between the way the romance is written, you know, um, the, the criticisms of the, the, you know, the acting in the, in the, some of the script writing and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I got in on, on how confusing <laughs> Dooku's plot is, uh, you know, I got in on, on mm-hmm. some of that, but I, I just think back that, that May, that summer is just Star Wars heaven. <laughs> um, and a lot of that I've talked about it's because Attack of the Clones goes deeper into all sorts of Jedi stuff into all sorts of Star Wars lore stuff the, the Yoda flipping around was uh, mind bending um, but when I look back a lot of it is about Kenobi because I don't think he goes through like a character arc where he is in one place at the beginning and then he's totally changed right mm-hmm. Um but he has his own story. We see his relationship with Anakin. We see him, you know, as the the lecturing uh, mentor figure. But then there's just so much of Kenobi not telling, not lecturing, but doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see the character that, like, we've seen the edges of, but now we get to see it fully in view, right? Yeah. Um, everything from, uh, what does Obi-Wan talk about when he's just standing around with Anakin? Well, he's grumpy about politicians mm-hmm. <laughs> and their, their self-serving attitudes. Uh, he's got friends in low places like Dexter uh, Jetster with that hug lets you know we're buddies. That's where he, that's where he hangs out. Uh, yeah. We see him actually have that, that drink, which is great. And you have that great story about it. he's going to go to the bar and he does. <laughs> but then it's also the like, oh, that's the beginning of a wise, sly Kenobi to know like if I make myself a target she'll walk up to me and I'll sense it and it's cool you know yeah. um so we we see that um we really see that he's grown from the phantom menace of he is absolutely capable of fighting an adventure but he's but this is his job he's, mm-hmm. he's a day job Jedi. <laughs> day this job is, Jedi this is his calling he's not in it for the adventure they you know those lines like this is why I hate flying I don't think this is cool I don't like going fast I, I'm trying to get somewhere and people are shooting at me and it's a pain, right? Mm. Uh, that great line with Dooku uh, about being released soon. He's good. I have work to do mm. that. that it's funny and it's wry, but it's this clear sense of who he is of he's what Yoda described to Luke in Empire Strikes Back. You know, mm. you're not supposed to be craving adventure and excitement. And here you see that with Obi-Wan of like, I don't need adventure and excitement. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to do my duty find answers and save the galaxy and I'm being really cool and funny and interesting while I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. It was Kenobi, uh, 
unchained and and, and just uh, <laughs> let, let himself, uh, you know, out and about uh, in a galaxy as a Jedi. Because, you know, remember, we're coming out of the Phantom Menace era where even some of the criticisms that you will hear now of he's on a ship. He's just uh, analyzing. He's working on the hyperdrive. Uh, and he has the great stuff at the end, of course. But uh, it wasn't uh, maybe going back to those Snickers. I, I don't know. It's like it wasn't. The, the 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 promise of what Kenobi was talking about a new hope of ah, I was a Jedi Knight too. Uh it, it was, so Attack the Clones kind of uh, scratches that itch indeed. Uh, he's just he's all through it and and front and center, like I said. Yeah, and like almost every little scene with him is a a showing you it, it is more tip of the iceberg storytelling. It's like, well if if he feels mm. this way about flying, then how does he feel about everything else? If he has friends like Dexter Jester that he'd greet with a warm hug, what does that tell about him? If his technique of, uh, of you know, tracking down this changeling bounty hunter at the bar is this, what is that? It's just, it's so, yeah. I know that that's what all storytelling should be. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's really, really well done at showing us who Kenobi is. And even uh, going back to kind of thoughts about complimenting him, but also, you know, showing his flaws, I think Attack of the Clones shows a great job of he wants he clearly cares about Anakin and he wants what's best for him. And he has some warm moments and he's trying to be a, a, a good mentor, you know, like mm. a good call by young Padawan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're also seeing that he, he's not, that he's struggling to be a good mentor, right? Cause he's just sort of like, you know, tells Anakin what to do. He's just like, Anakin, I've shown you where the lines are. Why do you keep going outside them? I've told you where they are. <laughs> Paint within the lines. Paint within the line. I showed you. It's colored by numbers, and you're not coloring there. You're using the wrong color. Like, and seeing that that's maybe not the mentorship that Anakin needs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did you and have any? Oh, go ahead. Go no, for no, it. And it was just Annie has the best hair in the galaxy while doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of that. Uh, did you like his look? Did you get any uh, any Obi Wan Kenobi merch? Did you consider uh, redoing your hair to look like Obi Wan Kenobi in Attack of the Clones? Well, I kind of already had that haircut in like '94, like the ni- <laughs> mid '90s mullet. So I definitely had that. No, I, yeah, same thing. I, um, it it the thing about Kenobi when it comes to merch, when you when you're building out a collection, and if he's in the line, you just you gotta have him. He's kind of an anchor character, and so he anchors the collections of a lot of a lot of toy collectors. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was in a place in 2002 where I uh, needed to roll back some of my uh, <laughs> yeah. action figure spending as a beginning of a, of a journey. Um, and uh, the Attack of the Clones figures, particularly in the package where their limbs are so wide, like I know a ton of people uh, love them, but it, it was a little bit easier for me because I wasn't is in love with the action figures. And I was just like, uh, but I need some Kenobi stuff. And there was a box of cereal. I think it was just a Star Wars branded cereal. It's like blue and, and, and it's got, it's got Kenobi like holding the lightsaber just dead center. And it just, I bought it cause it was a cool, uh, Kenobi image. And mm. I just kept a box of cereal, uh, in my office at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I still have that box of cereal, uh, oh, wow. in storage. So I got to dig that one out. <laughs> we can do a eating video. Oh, YouTube no, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll die live on YouTube. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> cereal has a life of its own. Uh, so moving on to Revenge of the Sith, uh, Kenobi is now getting closer to Alec Guinness in, in look. Uh, he is a general in a war like we heard about in A New Hope. Uh, he is heartbroken as he's forced to fight his brother, Anakin. Did Revenge of the Sith uh, change your relationship with Kenobi? What was your journey uh, as we got into Revenge of the Sith? Loving a lot of moments in it, of course, the big fight. Uh, I uh, came around a lot of stuff with Grievous, but I always loved his part of it. 
and and everything in there. I love the ending. The you know, Revenge of the Sith uh, ends on that New Hope beat, and it just really in two thousand five. I'd always want to just pick up New Hope and start watching it, and therefore it kind of positioned Kenobi back in the in the center of that story that I grew up with, right? So uh, it made me feel that sense of comfort and sense of home that I talk about. Now it was mm. truly a sense of hope. Truly was yeah. a sense of hope. I love that ending. Uh, 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 I remember at the time wondering what is the final shot of Star Wars? Because remember, we kind of thought this was the final shot of Star Wars. Because um, we were explicitly told that it, yeah. that was it. I did it. I finished, mm. said George Lucas. And it's, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, uh, to be specific, but just uh, Kenobi's place in it, his place in the story and carrying the sadness and the hope. It just, but it just, um, I, I've always loved that. And as far as like changing my relationship, but it just kind of confirmed that what I'd felt when I was younger. Yeah, he's, he's, he's carrying that flame, that flicker of hope. Right. The, the, the hood up, the beard, the mm-hmm. hand on the beard, right. Concerned, that's really yeah. bringing it full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for me, uh, you know, 2005 uh, Revenge of Sith comes out and it was like the ultimate, everything came together, ultimate dream Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because I had so related to him in Phantom Menace, uh, felt like I finally truly saw him get to take center stage and attack the clones, got all the merch, but was like, God, he looks cool. So cool. The hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> And that, you know, trying to bring him closer to Alec Guinness and he has the haircut that I think really works. Uh, I know some people are, you know, we're having one of those great Star Wars renaissance where it's like a lot of people are, you know, coming out of the the woodwork to go, actually, the mullet was great. Um, (laughs) But for me at the time, uh, it was like, ah, it's so great. I wish he had slightly different hair. Um, And then he did in Revenge of the Sith. And he, he looked so cool. And that was a huge part of it for me at the time. And then his, that his story was, um, you know, he was so confident and he, he, you know, that, that line of like Sith Lords are a speciality. So great. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. And then, and then I just, I really felt for him, like he's trying to do the right thing is the galaxy mm. crumbles around him. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I really felt that I really felt like, you know, Obi-Wan might've made some mistakes, but he's still the hero. You know, he's the one who's like, I love that line back in 2005 of like, the count, you know, I'm not asking you. The council is right. He's feeling right. for Anakin. Gets you know, trying to compliment him and say, you know, you, you know, I've raised you since you were a little boy, and you, you, you've become such a great Jedi. You know, that his sort of love and respect for Anakin was so apparent. And I've always enjoyed the great tragedy of he has this victory against Grievous. He's not sure mm-hmm. if he's the right person to go, but the council thinks he is. You know, yeah. and he does it, and he defeats Grievous, and is like that's it. The war's over. And he gets to enjoy that for like a second. I'm like, <laughs> I think I just ended the clone wars. And yeah. then it all falls apart for him is, yeah. uh, you know, I think at that point in my adult life, that was relatable of like, mm. he, he, he's, he's, he's doing great. He's, he's fighting a hard fight. Uh, but sometimes the world pulls the rug out from under you. So you never know. <laughs> Definitely felt that one. Def- I love to, you know, I had some issues at the time. I don't now. Uh, thankfully, I've d- dug in a little bit more. But I, I you know, Vader's turn was, uh, you know, why did he turn? Oh, he turned because of Padme. I missed the boat so much on just what was <laughs> actually in the movie. But what I took from it, Kenobi's, you were the chosen one. You were my brother, Anakin. It was so good. It was it, it's so full of angst that the, it, at the time it made me feel satisfied still. That I could live with that, and and even though I didn't fully grasp or didn't fully love at the time anything that 
Anakin did to his turn, you know, um, I felt Kenobi's pain and that mm. really worked for me. And that, that again tracks with finding the hope within that pain at the end of that film and carrying it forward in storytelling. Yeah, that that's such a great point. It was in the trailers. It got people so excited, a snippet of it, but the whole, the whole power uh, of that mm. uh, delivery, right. To just really yeah. make you feel it. And for like, for, for people like yourself who weren't sure about some of the other beats and weren't sure about mm. Anakin's fall for the, the power of those lines and that performance to, to, get you to feel the story, yeah. you know, even get you out of your analytical mind and get you just into your emotional mind of feeling the, the pain uh, that yeah. he was going through because his brother fell. Yeah. That, yeah. That worked at the time worked for me more than other stuff and, and still works really well uh, overall. Yeah. I just uh, glad I dug in a little bit more to the Anakin side, of course, but yeah, it just, it was so that, that part was so good. And just wanting, waiting a long time to see that fight and, and reading the novel. And when it's the first time I remember being seeing that, uh, you know, referenced in the return of the Jedi novel of a lava planet, everything that all paid off. And that he was the heart of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think for me also, like uh, a lot of people uh, poked fun at the high ground uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always on board with it because a is like, yeah, it's a, I didn't want him to just see like, I don't really know how Kenobi beat him. He just, he got a, he got a lucky look in mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and now Anakin's uh, you know, in armor. I love that it was narrative, right? That it yeah. slowed down. Uh, so I always loved that beat. But, you know, as we've, you know, taken our time discussing it, it's just, it is, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi being, being a Jedi, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he says he's going to do what he must. And he feels like he, we know he doesn't want to do this, but he feels like he has to stop Anakin. Anakin yeah. is, is dangerous and he's fighting defensively for a lot of that fight. And even the end of the fight, it's yeah. knowledge and defense. It's like I, I've literally gotten a position. Like, y- y- you can't get to me. <laughs> yeah. It's knowledge in its defense. It's like, please don't do this. Please just stand down, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think the fact that it is, you know, that that final victory isn't a cool big mm-hmm. action moment. Mm-hmm. It's Obi-Wan acting out of knowledge and defense and still feeling terrible about it. Yeah, well, and that's a lot. Again, talk about me just completely missing a lot of it there, and, and a lot, a lot doing it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so right. That's what it means, and it, and it ties to the core parts of Star Wars. And I guess, yeah, I don't know if I expect anything more from that fight, but uh, you know, or just Anakin's turn. I still, I still, they don't know what I wanted out of Anakin's turn. You know, he just turns to the camera and goes, "I got power and I'm badass." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it all, it all uh, made sense with Kenobi in that moment again. So hats off to Kenobi. Hats off to Kenobi. Yeah. Did you, at this point, were you still collecting? Did you still have any of that Phantom Menace uh, fever yet? It it was definitely waning. And this is, uh, trying to think even where I was living. uh, So I didn't have as much. Uh, So I don't know if I even have Revenge of the Sith Kenobi stuff. Which is a shame. Fortunate. Maybe Maybe it's time to correct that eBay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is a, such an interesting time in my life. I had, in 2005, when this came out, I had only uh, recently started dating Sarah. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to the midnight showing of Revenge of the Sith and came over to Sarah's uh, apartment <laughs> mm. at like three in the morning or whatever it was. Um, and I, so it was at the time of my life where I was uh, doing some rebuilding and it yeah. was really like, I can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. go crazy with the merch. And I only bought two uh revenge of the Sith action figures Ooh. one was at yoda that i've joked about because he's mm-hmm. inexplicably uh touching himself in the package yep yep <laughs> and that was like okay i can use this in comedy shows and i did and i wrote it off on my taxes uh <laughs> and then the action figure is just like 
I need this is the uh, the Revenge of the Sith. It's the pilot Obi Wan Kenobi, but the, the but none of the headgear is molded onto him. It's you can take it off, right. uh, and it's just this perfect to me, simple capturing of Revenge of the Sith Kenobi for me, kind of visually aesthetically the ultimate uh, Kenobi. And I've had that figure with me ever ever since, uh, yeah. right by my computer. Uh, frequent, not not frequently, uh, relatively uh, soon after that. Uh, briefly moved to London uh, while Sarah was getting her master's degree. And I got photos of Obi-Wan Kenobi hanging out in the window <laughs> in <laughs> London. Moved back to me to Minneapolis, apartments, a house we owned. He's been on my desk right uh, right with me uh, every time I record, uh, you know, over computers here in Los Angeles. So he's he's more than an action figure. He's like a little buddy who's been with me <laughs> <laughs> See, for many years. Yeah. Sense of comfort, sense of home, a guiding light, a North Star to get you home. Yes, a little plastic North Star. Anyway, uh, it's a big part of my journey, that little figure. So moving on to the Clone Wars animated series, we get to spend more time with Kenobi. We get to see some stories where he is the focus, as well as a lot of support of uh, Anakin's story and other people's stories. Um, we, uh, we we learned a lot. For you, did learning about his romance with Satine change your relationship with Kenobi? You, you mentioned that. Yeah. I want to go a little deeper. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. And, you know, when you we all hit that point in your life where you, you realize whether it's a parent or an uncle or an aunt or someone close to, I don't know, where you're just like, oh, my, that old person used to be a normal young person? What? what, what? You know? <laughs> they cared about, they listened to music and felt yes. <laughs> love? Yeah. What? What? They, they you know, uh, our generation didn't invent all these things. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of that, but beyond just the comical aspect of it, it just, it made Kenobi a more rounded out, completed character for me he's he's living life uh 360 degrees even if he stops uh, uh or we don't know how far uh, he did or didn't go in that relationship with Satine. i'm not just talking about physical intimacy but we just we don't know you know at what point did did, did it all kind of come come uh, crashing down on him i just was really intrigued by that and really intrigued that uh this steadfast rule following holds to the mission jedi got to that part for some real earned lived in experiences, including the mistakes, the big ones and, and the Vader and everything, but on, on a little level when he was even younger than we had known him before. So yeah, absolutely love that. Yeah. I, I think it's so deep in the characters. A lot of Clone Wars is, is uh, Obi-Wan being a steadfast character, sometimes mm-hmm. a great mentor to Anakin, sometimes a little bit of that Anakin stay inside the lines mentor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of the Clone Wars is just like, ah, cool. I get to spend time with my buddy Kenobi. Right. Yes. Um, but there are those arcs where you see slightly different side of him, how flirtatious he is. But in particular, um, the relationship with uh, Satine, it really did deepen my appreciation of Kenobi. I think there's the there's the tragedy that we know that we now understand that that Obi-Wan probably understood what Anakin was going through even more. Mm-hmm. Um and we're approaching our Clone Wars uh, report. There, There is one time in the Clone Wars animated series where Obi-Wan tries to kind of open that door and like, you know, the, the thing with Satine, we can talk if you want, and Anakin slams the door shut. Yeah. Um, but it's still this tragedy that, like, oh, man, if, if, they, if those two people could have talked even more, yeah. right, about yeah. this in specific, how big of a difference might it have made? Mm-hmm. So I, there's that. Yeah, huge. Go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, yeah, huge. Being able to talk about that. So I look at and now in my analysis of Anakin and his fall, it's like, some of it was, you know, you point fingers at Jedi Order, a lot of fingers pointed at Anakin and the choices, and all the fingers pointed to Palpatine, to be clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just if he had just had a little bit more support, comfort, and ability to make some mistakes, grow, or question, 
And uh, yeah, so it's a big, important moment. Yeah, yeah. Just have a chat about your lady friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, Jedi. Um, but then the other thing that I've really come to appreciate about the relationship with Satine, uh, there's some great uh, funny stuff. I remember just like uh, sitting bolt upright when that great line comes in and that uh, first, uh, that early Mandalore arc. Uh, when Satine introduces him as a, as a collection of half-truths on hyperbole known as Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was like, yeah. whoa, you know, we're making some of the jokes that we've made about Obi-Wan as fans canon, and they're coming from the perspective yeah. of someone who loves him. Yeah. <laughs> In the depth of realizing, like, that, to me, that is the power of the Obi-Wan-Satine story of they both, you know, they question each other, they push each other. Uh, she really questions our, our you know, should Jedi be warriors? I thought you were peacekeepers and pushes Obi-Wan's yeah. personal culpability and all that. And, and that's all great in terms of kind of like philosophy. But interpersonally, it's this picture of Satine sees all of Kenobi. Uh, yeah. You know, everything that we kind of listed at the top of the charming, likable, wise, patient, funny, uh, warm, home. Uh, but then also like, yeah, but you're also a little arrogant. <laughs> You know, a little locked in with your Jedi order. Like she sees all of his flaws and she still loves him. She sees the yeah. complete person and she loves him. That's yeah. a great story. It's absolutely. I mean, it's the one that stands out for a reason. It's it's not uh, overhyped. It's amazing. Yeah. And Satine, you know, uh, uh, the perfect partner, almost partner, you know, perfect, almost partner. Perfect, almost partner. And I love the way Kenobi phrases it. Of I would have left the order if you said the word. Like, all right, way to pass the buck, Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even that was a huge revelation of just like, wow, this big Star Wars what if. And, and um, yeah, just for, for him to go from to that to, to what he ends up being when you first meet him in New Hope for our generation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. So for you, what other uh, Kenobi moments or arcs in the Clone Wars have stuck with you or influenced your journey with Kenobi? I, I the Satine stuff is so it, it so dominates in a lot of ways, but I just like his uh, place in the story. I like the 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 Reiko Hardin, the undercover stuff, uh, both the the action of it and also the mistake of it with Anakin. Some of the bigger stuff there. I just always uh, any anytime Kenobi is uh, bantering, fighting, flirting, all the things we talked about, I love just seeing that on the on display because it's still very much a Soka story, it's Anakin story, mm-hmm. and he's still still there to serve others, but. But you're right. It, it is is like this. It's, it's Kenobi action. It's it's Kenobi in center. So a lot of those, any of those moments pop up up to me, where he's front yeah. center fighting. Yeah, I mean, just about every moment is a uh, is uh, fun and great. Uh, I, I love um, the trespass episode where he uh, convinces Anakin uh, not to take uh, not to ignite the blade, but to try to communicate with the Tall's people. That's a great one. Um, Early on, yeah. I love seeing like just his curiosity. I love. Uh, the the Gene Ocean brainworm arc we we love for many reasons the zombies in Star Wars but I love when he wants to see what orifice the worms crawl into or out of <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just curious it's so yeah. like that's that's him at his best I mean, he's like truly truly uh, curious um, I love the uh, the Zygerian arc where he is just really willing to take a horrific beating mm. <laughs> uh, that he doesn't really have to take but he doesn't like he could you know. Mm-hmm. fight back but he needs to buy time so he just lets himself be brutalized you know yeah. we've been uh, we've been tracking that in clones report the the beatings of kenobi <laughs> that he keeps making kenobi gets physically beat up a lot and anakin is uh, electrocuted every other every. day on the clone wars it's it's rough rough stuff um 
Yeah, and a huge Kenobi moment we're coming up to in the Clone Wars report is uh, uh, the refusing to break under Maul's torture. Just in Mm -hmm. case people haven't seen it, I'm not going to say anything more than that, but just kind of one of those ultimate, like, you're not going to break me. That's the point. I committed to the light side. It's not easy, but I'm not going to break. I'm not going to give in to anger. That's that's the point. (laughs) That's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. really really powerful moment that i look forward to discussing with you soon uh we also both love kenobi's appearance in the twin sons episode of rebels of course well we've talked a lot about it pulling back big picture for you what is most inspiring to you about kenobi in in that episode in that scene yeah it just keeps be- becoming even more and more just the scene that i just take and look at in my own life and it is a little bit of that journey of, of as we age we start to become more kenobi and, and there's so much there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of uh, probably newfound purpose that I think we're going to learn more of, of, of course, but just it is, it's truly life and, and, and it's change. It's growth. It's understanding your place in the story in a way that, uh, you know, he had never maybe previously understood. And then here comes Maul, not changing anger, thrown in his face. And I just love the peace and the calm and the determination that Kenobi has. And you can throw out the quotes. We do a lot here, but I just, I just love, I love the scene now. It means, it means a lot. It is a life lived and scars and mistakes and joys, and even joys lost, you know, death time, whatever you say that will take them away. I just love everything about Kenobi in that moment. He knows who he is and it's taken a lifetime to get there. Yeah, no. And then to go back to how you felt about him as, as a young, young man and as a child in the original trilogy, that mood is back. Right. And, and yeah. almost like really highlighted and, and put under the spotlight. Uh, you know, the mall scene is great, but the Ezra stuff is great, too, of like, yeah, he's being a mentor to Ezra of like softly, gently asking Ezra what it is he's trying to accomplish and helping him get to where he needs to get, but not just giving him the answers, kind of giving him the direction, you know, Mm -hmm. being a good, kind mentor to, uh, to Ezra and just being at totally at peace with his situation is inspiring. It is an important chapter in Kenobi's life. It is where he's at with the original trilogy, but like I said, really putting a spotlight on it and creating the space for this television show of how does he get from, concerned Kenobi who dropped off uh, Luke at the end of Revenge of the Sith to I got this Kenobi (laughs) in in this episode it's such an important chapter in his life and I think for me it's just um, it is a one of the scenes that reminds me through all of his ups and downs his great qualities his uh, potential flaws uh, that he's often just the ultimate Jedi right that scene is all about using his powerful knowledge and defense he only ignites the blade once it's incredibly clear that Maul is on the path of Luke, right? Yeah. That that's when it ignites and there's no anger. There's no vengeance. There's nothing but empathy uh, and sympathy for Maul. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so many minute motions, so many powerful beats. Uh, and I love everything about it. And, 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 and it, in a ways it, it's, uh, it's not the culmination because we got more, more, more Kenobi, but it is kind of the journey as a fan from first meeting him, going back and learning about his history, his mistakes, his this, his passions, and to come to that moment. It's it's uh, yeah, the end of a, a Kenobi fandom for for a lot of people, like the final the final evolution of our fandom of Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's take a brief moment to talk about where we're heading into with this show. We're heading into Kenobi's own show about him. Uh, like we've been talking about, he he's often been a steadfast character. Events happen and he responds. He grows in between movies, but not always during movies. Uh, but this particular story appears to be about 
change. It appears to be a story about a middle-aged person who feels he failed and is trying to find hope, forgiveness, and purpose. So uh, is that relatable to you, Ken? <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit too much, time and time again, probably too much. Uh, yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, and I think uh, we ended up talking about this a little bit uh, up top. So I, I think that's what I'm really excited about. I, I'm excited to just spend time with uh, with everybody's buddy, uh, mm-hmm. Kenobi. I'm excited for the big Star Wars story. I'm excited to see Vader. I'm excited to have some of these kind of uh, fun questions uh, answered about how he got to where he was, all that. Um, but I think it's this, potentially for me, this really interesting story where Star Wars always does uh, encourage people to think about the group, right? And mm-hmm. to be selfless and, and to make sacrifices. As, we, as we've seen Obi-Wan do again and again, he makes a sacrifice in his first appearance in A New Hope, uh, where he uh, sacrifices him, himself uh, uh, to to distract Vader um, and keep him uh, from from Luke. Uh, great many examples in The Clone Wars where he has been uh, sacrificing himself, where he's like, I'm here to serve other people. But to me, there's this tension in the Star Wars storytelling about the group and the individual. Um, and the individual uh, needs to be healthy in order to do best by the group, right? Mm. And I think it's really interesting to me to see a story that kind of looks like it might be about that, of uh, the battle to save the galaxy is good and needed, uh, but first this character as an individual needs to save himself. Yeah. In order so that he can be there for the galaxy, and I think for me that's a that's a really important life philosophy. You know, I don't want to be selfish, uh, uh, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be so selfless that you deny yourself, right? And to yeah. just be like, I'm an empty vessel who is only here for others. Like, in order for you to be there for others, I believe you have to be there for yourself too, and 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 feel. Uh, powerful yeah. and validated without being selfish, but to feel the best of yourself so you can be there for the group. Uh, yeah, it's particularly like it's in terms of like romantic relationships of, of being the best who you are for yourself and, and then and, and then not so much, uh, you know, then you, you, you join lives versus, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's very good to bring it to romance because like who, who people will joke about, yeah, I'd love to be in a relationship with a person who just does everything I want them to. Like, yeah. would you? <laughs> Would you, would you not, do you want, do you want to be with a fully fleshed out person who has wants and interests and is exciting and interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, can you live without me? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I can live without you. I want to live with you. That's, that's the spirit. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's, I think a little bit of what we're expecting, hoping. And I think the trailers in, shown, indicated that it's going to be a little bit of that. Uh, you and I have talked about this great turning of the page in Kenobi's life. And that's possibly what we're going to be getting. I think just because we want to, it's more than just a plot turn. Mm-hmm. of episode three to episode four Kenobi, uh, but everything you're saying, that's, that's how he's going to have big value and finding that true value. And and it totally makes sense that he might feel initially, I got, I got to go correct a, a wrong. And that now it, it's about finding what is next and, and what's the next right to make, not the wrongs in the past, all those possible things on the table. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. If about finding a way forward is a great story for Kenobi because uh, he has been uh, moving forward slowly but surely f- yeah. for our entire yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts uh, for you about your personal journey with Obi-Wan Kenobi? It just shows uh, if you stick around with Star Wars long enough, things that weren't built 
uh, to, to resonate with you early on might resonate later. These characters that are with us. It's why I think there's value in revisiting some of these characters. I definitely want Star Wars to go to new eras. I definitely want new characters for all of us to connect with. I think that's very valuable. But I don't immediately scoff and turn my head when we go back to an older character because I think there's more to learn in their journey, particularly if one that we know where the ending is. Uh, and, and I think Kenobi's a big lesson in that. He was the old crazy hermit, and now he is uh, so much more and continues to teach and inspire. Yeah, yeah. I just am always amazed by the idea of he was the mentor in the first film. He served this mythic role, this functional role. He was fun. But then uh, in order for, for Luke in, in that film in particular to step into his own, uh, there needed to be a passing of the torch. So that first story, bye-bye Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and all these years later, we've learned so much more that has fleshed out that character, that has inspired people. I think people particularly grew up with the prequels, you know, I had been looking up to Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, or grew up w- with the Clone Wars animated series have been inspired by and learning from Kenobi forever. So yeah, I think it's a great way to close us out of being excited uh, for the new in Star Wars always, but also remembering that there's uh, some new to be found in the old of Star Wars. And Kenobi, I think, is one of the greatest examples of that is every time he's returned, he has offered uh, some new understanding of the character and and through the storytelling, uh, some possibly, if we're open to it, new understanding of our own lives and our own selves. Absolutely. That's a force center, absolutely, for you. <laughs> Plus, lots of great action figures. Uh, he, he is oh. one of my best imaginary friends, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for the new run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Give me depressed in the cave Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi action figure. Obi-Wan with sit in action. With now heavy with size. Now with self-loathing blanket and pillow. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I am going to smash that purchase button or hopefully uh, grab that action yeah. figure in a toy aisle. Uh, well, Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. Unlike uh, Kenobi, we are not hiding in a cave. We're on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Oh, maybe I would like to hide in a cave. Uh, we're also on Instagram at you YouTube as well. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. You can get our podcast on a lot of spots, including Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole lot more. Just search and find us. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash center. Patreon.com slash center is where you can support us directly. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. Go to my website, KenNapsock.com. Like music, I do a live music radio show on Mixcloud called Pop Rock and Radio, usually Wednesdays and Saturday nights. Uh, check it out. You can link from there. Joseph. Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out all of my other comedy adventures, past and present, on my website, josephsgrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, uh, for Kenobi hugging Dexter Jester, one of our favorite things here on Force Center, this has been a deep dive on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.